Welcome to today's CIT Tech for Business podcast. Today we are sitting down with Todd, Andrew, one of our first timers, so welcome, and the marketing team, both Kelsey and myself. One of the main topics today is going to be updating your software and why is that important or not important. But before, as you guys always know, we like to kick off with some introductions. And the question of the day is if you had to delete any apps except for three from your phone, what would they be? I don't even know. I'm going to start. I don't even know if I can answer that question. There's so many apps that I need in my life that remind me every day of what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> and mainly it would be the reminder app, I guess the alarm, because I have alarms for everything. But um, I forgot to introduce myself, but I'm Tara, part of the marketing team or the marketing gals that you guys hear. But I'm going to hand that over to Kelsey and we'll get going. Love it. I know it's really hard to be able to tell. And yes, I'm Kelsey, member of the marketing team here at CIT. I think for me, I'd have to keep, I'm an iPhone user, so my Safari from my web app, because I have to Google everything in my life, you take that away, I'm not going to be super happy. The camera app, because I have too many cat photos, and my messages, because that's the main reason that I even use my phone, is to be able to text. So without that, kind of lost. How about you, Todd? Um, well, I was going to originally say Google Maps, but I think I'd have to change it to Android Auto instead because Maps is in there. Um, and then uh, I would agree, although I was kind of going is a camera. Is it the photo library app? I'm just going to combine those and say it's the same thing. <laughs> um, and then the last one would probably have to be some sort of messaging system. So some sort of SMS, if you will. And also, by the way, I'm Todd. Uh, Andrew, how about you? Uh, I'm Andrew, a security <laughs> engineer for CIT and incident response team lead. Um, three apps. Um, I like your Android audio, uh, auto. Uh, I completely forgot about that one. So I'm going to say that because I'd be kind of dead without Google Maps and all the other stuff that comes with it. Um, probably Reddit. Uh, Got to have my social media fix. I have no other social media except for that. Um, Probably my multi-factor app as well. Uh, I think I'd be locked out of every single account I have ever if I didn't have that. So, yeah, I just abandoned work. That that was the, <laughs> the answer for me. <laughs> oh, not not just for work. That's like my entire life is on that thing. So if I lost that, I think I uh, I just go crawl in a hole. I agree. It was kind of a hard question today, so we got through it just fine. I I think we're gonna be okay. Maybe the next uh, icebreaker should be, how many apps do you have on your phone? This is now my warning to clean up my apps before our next <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I will get us back on track and we'll get to the, the topic at hand today. Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we're going to be about talk, talking, excuse me, about updating your software and why is that important? So, you know. Todd or Andrew, if you guys want to take that away and we'll start our discussion. Sure, I'll start. Um, so the first thing I guess I would throw on it is um, I, I don't like playing by the rules, so I'm going to change it from updating your software. Uh, actually, I'm going to back up a little bit. So part of the reason why we're going through this podcast today is, is because we are talking about uh, Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So the intent is this is coming out in October and CISA and I forget who it is, the Alliance of 
whatever the world it is, I forget the acronym, um, kind of came up with these are the things that you should be looking at this year. And, and there's a variety of different things. So um, we'll have a few other podcasts that are related to it. But in this particular one, they came in and said you should discuss updating your software. And while I think that's great, I actually think it goes a bit beyond just software. And to me, it's system. And the reason why I want to make that piece that I wanted to kind of make a differentiation there is because to me, a lot of people have a lot of tools that just work, right? You, you get your Microsoft updates and whatnot. But a lot of times people don't consider the fact that they need to update their drivers and they need to update um, the firmware on their computers. And they may get updates on them. They may be alerted that this is something you need to do, but they don't always think about it. And to me, it all kind of goes into one big thing. So the first thing that I would say you need to do regardless is make sure you under, understand your scope. So me, it's everything. Um, and then to you, to me, also, you have to understand what your assets are. So do I know what software I have on my computer? Because I can't update it if I don't know. And do I know what kind of firmware? Do I know what my computer is? Does that include my printer? So on and so forth. Andrew? I like that uh, you hit on it's not just software. It's not just uh, your Outlook or your Word. Um, it, you have to look at it as a whole picture. You know, you have your firmware for your firewall, you have your applications on your computer, you have your Windows updates, um, vulnerabilities exist, and that's the reason that you update your software to make sure that you're not vulnerable. Um, what I guess I should say, one of the reasons. Um, so you have to look at the whole picture. It's not just a single, this is my app, this is the only thing I have to worry about. Big picture, you have to make sure everything is up to date because you are less vulnerable if you are on the latest version of any software. Yeah, just to kind of, again, expand it a little bit. So I, I'm sure most people know that the cybersecurity world gets to be a little bit wide and scary, if you will. Essentially, what's going on is there's a lot of really positive things that happen in the world, too. There's a lot of people looking for vulnerabilities to mitigate them before they get exploited. And as that happens, you're just naturally going to see a lot of things fixed. And so there's a lot of patches available. Um, so uh, that kind of gets back to the the inventory pieces, making sure you understand what that is. Also, for what it's worth, I, I threw in printers and Andrew threw in firewalls. Your mobile devices count too, right? Most people, whether you got an iPhone, an Android phone, et cetera, those have gotten in a really good cadence of updates as well as of late. But also I know people that are on really old stuff that can't get updates anymore. And, and speaking of um, our original icebreaker intro is I have a friend of mine who can't run Android Auto because his phone's too old. And I'm like, dude, you need to update specifically for Android Auto, but also in regards to it's time to make sure you're getting your updates for your devices as well. So I um, I wanted to pose the question to Todd and Andrew and Kelsey. You can um, chime in as well. But why should an end user care about all of this? I mean, they're, they have this. It's supposed to work when they're using it. So why would I care about updating my software? Um, I guess what I would say is the reason you should care is because you are, you're using your computer, you're using your device, uh, you're on the internet. Attackers are constantly trying to attack you. They're, they're always trying to find their next way in. You know, you're not, you're not being attacked. You're personally all the time, but there's always something new. There's always something to be exploited and they're always trying to find that exploit. So say, you are off on your own, doing your own thing on the internet, opening email, looking emails, downloading stuff. Um, 
say there is a vulnerable piece of software that you have an update for, but you haven't done it, um, the attacker can exploit that, compromising you and then compromising your business or or uh, getting information from you that you wouldn't want them to have. Um, so I think that's one of the important things about um, keeping your software up to date is so you aren't vulnerable to those known vulnerabilities. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. I, I think a lot of times when you're talking about it, our podcast is called Tech for Business. So we, we tend to have a very technical business related concept behind everything. But I agree with Andrew 100% is in order for anybody to care, you do have to think about yourself as well. And you may think and say to yourself, hey, I'm too small. I'm not a big deal. Nobody cares about me. The reality is it doesn't really matter. They're always plugging away at it. So I'll, I'll actually give you a, a personal example is um, I actually got an MFA notification that someone had found an old password that worked on an old uh, gaming platform that I used to use. Haven't logged into it for years, but the the MFA popped up and I was like, oh, hey, look at that. I best I better go change that password. I didn't even know I wasn't using or I hadn't updated in a long time or delete the account. But the point here is that I personally was vulnerable. I, I mitigated it by having MFA, totally different conversation, but but I was vulnerable and somebody cared enough to go try and mess with it. Well, I, I don't know what for, if they're going to download games or whatever, but that part is mostly irrelevant. The point is still, you still need to go do your due diligence and people are vulnerable at homes. So there's all kinds of ways that people are trying to get your passwords, whether it's something like an Equifax hack or something else that kind of stuff happens regularly and so making sure that you're doing your due diligence and just cleaning up what you easily have control of makes perfect sense a question too it's for organizations like cit or as we try to educate our smb market um, what kind of tools can they use though to make sure all of this is updated you know is there a magic bullet that it updates everything because you guys talked about firewalls um, you know word you know office 365 all of that like how do you manage all of that that seems like a lot of work i'm already like exhausted thinking about it <laughs> uh well well i'll take a first pass at it so um it does differ whether you're you're at your home or or business so at home a lot of people probably have the automatic windows updates in there you you get your new device windows says please allow me to automatically update that's so easy to say yes you should be doing that um, a lot of other tools will do that as well. Like you get a Dell, you get an HP, it doesn't really matter what the device is. They'll typically prompt you when you're setting it up as well. Um, that sometimes happens for business. The problem with businesses is that most employees just assume that the company's taking care of them. So um, the reason why I said it's important for employees to care is because you, you're as much a part of cybersecurity as the CISO or whatever, the CEO. And so there are tools that help with that. I'll let Andrew expand on that particular piece of what other tools there are for that. Um, for business sake, and I kind of want to uh, add one item there is you have this fatigue for all these softwares, all these things you have to update. The inventory is the biggest thing. We've talked about it already earlier in the podcast, but one of the best things you can do is have that inventory and know what software, know what firmwares, know what devices you have on your network so you can do the updates. Um, so you are aware of what software is vulnerable or when uh, devices are updating. Um, I think Windows um, Windows automatic updates, uh, they start what's uh, first, second Tuesday of the month, every month. Um, you know, those push out automatically. Uh, you can update that way, but you know, there are all other softwares, but knowing what software you have in your environment, 
um, is very important. So then you know when and how to update them. Um, if they're automatic, great, makes your life easy. Um, if they're not, say like a firmware for a firewall. That's not, you have to manually do that. If you download it, you have to install it. Um, software that CIT has is, is the RMM, uh, is uh, pushing Windows updates automatically for you, driver updates, uh, some line of business applications we can push. Um, but oftentimes it is a manual update, um, you know, for a firewall, for a switch, uh, things like that. Um, but knowing what software you have uh, or what devices you have in your network is, is very important so that you know when you need to update them. Uh, for those that are listening along, RMM stands for Remote Monitoring and Maintenance, and so it is a typical patch management tools. There's a ton of them out there. So there's there's third parties, like if you're working with a provider like CIT, Microsoft's got SCCM. There's a bunch of them out there, and I don't know what SCCM stands for. Sorry, I'm, I'm sure it makes perfect logical sense, but um, acronym soup. We're in technology. It's what we do. Uh, so there are a lot of tools out there that do it, and a lot of them will include third-party patching too. So that includes making sure that your browsers gets updated, although you probably see that often too. Um, one thing I'll note here when it comes to browsers is don't be afraid to hit that update button anytime it pops up. So I know sometimes you log in and you're like, well, I'm, I'm logged into my email or I'm logged into this or that. More often than not, those tools will keep you logged in even after it relaunches. So update your software. You absolutely need to. Um, I wanted to circle back real briefly too, is when we were talking about why do people care, there are benefits as to why you want to go through the process of updating your stuff. One, it could be something as simple as performance gets improved. Um, there are a lot of times when patches include system performance improvements. More often than not, the vast majority of the updates, and, and we're coming from it from a security perspective, it's because what would we do? But when you're seeing those regular cadence things, the Microsoft patches, your Android or Apple updates, those are almost always security patches, and you definitely do want to apply them. Almost everything that gets patched is something that's being exploited currently or a major concern. Um, there are also times where you will get feature updates. So again, updating that will give you new feature updates. Um, and it could just be minor things too, like there might have been this annoying little bug that you used to have and that update will come through and, and fix that as well. So there are a, a lot of really good reasons to do it. And if you're on a cadence where it happens at night, it's not terribly intrusive or, or anything that's really going to set you back. All great, great stuff. I did have one underlining question because I always like say I'm going to put myself in a business owner's shoes. So we talk about updating all these devices. Um, how do you keep track of all of that? I mean, how do you know what has been purchased, which end user has what, or when that needs to be updated? Because I think a lot of that, um, you know, comes around to the budgeting side of that and preparing to have that updated on a regular basis. So if we could talk a little bit about that, I think that would be a great, great point of discussion. Sure. Andrew, you want to start? Sure. Um, I guess, uh, <laughs> Having a baseline, having a uh, a device baseline that you deploy for all of your users' computers, um, knowing they have software X, Y, and Z, great way to have that, um, you know, knowing exactly what software you by default install on a computer. Of course, users will install stuff, you know, over time that changes, doing continuous audits of what software is on your network or what devices you have. And again, where I'm, I feel like I'm a broken record that inventory, knowing what you have, um, doing continuous audits, making sure that you are aware of all of the uh, devices and software in your network. Um, so auditing, a uh, great way to keep track of everything. Um, there are many tools that do that. CIT does offer uh, tools that do that. Um, 
I won't, uh, I don't think this is a, you know, CIT, tell us all the stuff that we have, but um, <laughs> it's uh, um, having a tool that will help you in the auditing and help you in the inventory tracking. Uh, it will reduce that fatigue. It's even greater if it does it automatically and keeps you kind of uh, abreast of everything that's going on. Yeah, so personally, it's a lot harder. It kind of gets back to the comment we had earlier is what apps do you have on your phone? And Kelsey's saying, I got to go back and do an inventory of all the apps that I have on here. So that sprawl does happen. And it's it's a lot more difficult on a personal level. When you're looking at a business, as Andrew said, most businesses are, are going to have some form or another of asset management. And typically that asset management will cover hardware as well as get into the software inventory of it. Um, so that's a good way to kind of get your arms around what we have. If you're in a compliance industry, these are actually things you have to do. You're not actually, it's not a, re a request of, hey, it'd be really cool if you knew what your assets are. It's a requirement. You need to know what that is and you need to make sure that you're going through that. Um, slightly expanding on that, if you want to call it a tangent, that's fine too. Um, one of the things that we've really seen change over the last two years has been supply chain. And while that could be, you know, I can't get equipment or I can't get gasoline or whatever the supply chain is. I think it was bananas this week. Anyways, um, that supply chain does apply to software as well. So, for example, there was a, a rather large vulnerability that came out at the end of 2021 that was known as Log4J. And it was a software component that was part of a software supply chain that not everybody was aware of, but it, it impacted a ton of applications. And knowing and understanding what all of that chain is, is incredibly important because you may be picking up vulnerabilities. So the context where I had the compliance pieces, in a compliance world, you're supposed to know what your supply chain is, and it does directly impact software as well as hardware. I did want to ask, Andrew, since you mainly focus on a lot of the security side of things for CIT and our customers, um, you talked a lot about the vulnerabilities that come into play with updating your software. What happens if you don't and there's a vulnerability and somebody gets control? Like what, what steps can they go through? Or how much information can they get by that particular piece? By a vulnerability being exploited? Yes. So I have something on my phone and I didn't update my software and somebody got a hold of my phone. Like what what can they get to? Because obviously I'm a CIT employee. Can they get anywhere? Do they have the tools or if they don't have the tools? How far can they get into the network? Uh, so I'll give you kind of a real life situation. Uh, this happened uh, in 2021. Um, a newly onboarded client of ours, um, they had an older system that uh, was not fully patched, was not up to date, had the correct uh, patches installed. It was a vulnerability that existed, you know, before they came to us. Um, but with that, the attackers exploited it and they actually ransomed the network. Um, so by not keeping your... Um, Devices up to date, you you know, it's not just ransomware. I mean, ransomware is kind of that big, scary thing, you know, business critical impacting. Um, but it could be something as, you know, exposing information, um, social security numbers, PII, uh, uh, you know, HIPAA violations. Um, all those things can happen and it all varies from industry to industry, but a vulnerable system can grant attackers access to stuff that you do not want them to have or be able to do things in your network that you really don't want to have happen. Um, so um, yeah, it's, it's um, 
uh, it's one single vulnerability uh, that ha- this happened to, to the client. Um, and, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that it happened, but, you know, attackers are always trying to find the newest vulnerability. And as um, uh, what they call in the security world, the blue team, they're, they have to defend everything. All it takes for an attacker to do is one single vulnerability and they're in. Um, so it is a very difficult thing to do, but constantly staying up to date is going to help you immensely. Yeah, so just kind of expanding on that briefly is this is the, the point of Cyber Awareness Month is kind of doing the blocking and tackling. And this is something that is not terribly complicated to do. I know we talked about it and we expanded it and made it more complicated by throwing firewalls and whatnot in there. But as long as you know what you have, it is okay and you still can do those reviews without a lot of work. If you need assistance, there's tons of people out there that can do it. CIT is one of them. Um, but ultimately, I think I was reading an article this morning that said that it takes less than 10 hours to get inside of any organization when an attacker attacks. Today, that still is the majority of those attacks tends to be emails because they're still the easiest way in, but they still have other options. So if they didn't get the bite, they can just start hammering on things and seeing if they can get in. And that could be something as simple as an email compromise. It could be a a vulnerable piece of software, you name it. And again, the whole point of all this, and I know I'm kind of outside of the boundaries a little bit on this. The point is there are things you can do and updating your software is absolutely one of those items. I like, though, that you use the term of like outside of that of the boundaries because, you know, Cybersecurity Awareness Month is starting in October and we have a lot of things that we're going to be bringing to the plate, but everything seems to be interconnected. So we talked about, you know, updating your software, but then if there is something and then you talk about even training, we say you have to train your staff and how important that is. So a lot of this just it just flows through interconnected. I see it on a diagram. It's cybersecurity is very, very important to organizations. And I think a lot of them don't take it all too serious because then you even have like the what ifs if that happens. What's our incident response plan? What does that look like? Where where do things go? So I'll stop rambling. Um, but is there anything else that you guys kind of want to talk about for last minute? Kelsey's got her hand. Let's go. I was going to say, for those of you who are just listening, I just raised my hand because I was like, I had one additional question because right on the user side of the coin, when you update, right, you have people that are like, oh, because my phone is so old, now it doesn't run. This is a scam. They're making me buy something newer. We see it on a computer where Tara and I were working and my computer was a little bit newer than hers. And she was like, so much faster. She goes, this is just dumb. It updates and I can't use it. And I was like, yeah, you see that going on. What is the business ROI of spending the money right on the newer hardware, the newer software? Does that outweigh the cost of the potential risk of an attack or an incident, something happening? What does that look like? Great question. Uh, So this will get well outside of the boundary, so I won't go expand on it a whole lot from my perspective. So I I am in upper management at the organization. We do work with a lot of companies, and so ultimately I, I get into consulting as well. I try to make sure that we're replacing our physical hardware at CIT at least every five years. And there's a variety of reasons for it. One is it's just simply faster. And I think I got my laptop replaced last year and I was like, my old one's fine. That's no big deal. And then I got the new one. I was like, yeah, it's marginally better, but whatever. And then I actually went back and I used the old one because I was pulling some information off. And I was like, what a piece of junk. This is my Star Wars quote. Um, and it, it was just dramatically slower. 
But at some point, you do get to a point where they are no longer supported, and you have to figure out, what do I do? So they're not going to get a software update. It may not get patching. We see this often in manufacturing, where they're inevitably the manufacturing equipment is extremely expensive and it's hard to replace. And so because of that, they hang on to the equipment forever. The nice thing is that equipment lasts forever too. Uh, but the downside is it becomes very difficult to defend it. So then you have to find other ways to mitigate that risk, like segmenting it off the network, et cetera. So long story short, to answer the question from my perspective is yes, there's a huge value. One of them is just pure performance, but the other one is because there are weaknesses that are introduced by not being able to receive updates in the future. To add to that from like a security engineer's perspective, um, security is a cost center. You know, you're not getting you're not getting money for the business out of the security department, out of the security team. Um, but when it comes to say a ransomware incident, um, the uh, average downtime for a company is two weeks. Can your business take a hit of two weeks of zero business, no money coming in? Um, factor that into the costs that you are willing to spend for upgrading, keeping things up to date, the return on investment, um, you know, it's, it's good hoping that you don't have an incident, you don't have something happen, but keeping stuff up to date is important. Um, you know, you're never going to be, you know, making money off of your security department. We are protecting you, you know, if there's no problem, security is doing their job. The, the only time that, you know, quote unquote, security is not doing their job is when, Something happens, and a lot of the time is factors outside of our control. Yeah, I want to give Kelsey kudos on that. That was a really good question, and I love that we went outside of bounds, but um, like I mentioned, it's all great stuff and correlates into just overall awareness about cybersecurity and the do's and don'ts when it comes to that. So I'll ask my question to you um, again, if you guys have anything that you want to wrap up as we're coming up to time that you want to leave with our listeners today or viewers? Uh, yeah, I'll jump in real quick. So uh, kind of resummarizing a lot of the stuff we said, I, it, to me, you got to start with your inventory, right? And I think that covers everything. We talked about that already. Um, make sure that includes your mobile devices because they're very important to you personally as well as your business. Um, one of the things that I don't think we talked about a lot is, is when you get your updates or your software, make sure you get it from the source, right? So if you're getting updates, make sure they're coming from Microsoft. If you're having some sort of video problem and you're like, hey, I need an update for my driver, don't just go searching and download from any old website. Make sure it's the manufacturer. It does make a difference. Uh, in fact, to the point where in Windows 11, which is probably a lot, is very new for a lot of people, they just did one of their updates and they actually have included uh, what's called smart app control. So Microsoft sees it as a major problem of making sure that your apps are coming from the source. If they're not, they will be implicitly denied. You do have to turn that feature on. Microsoft doesn't just automatically turn on security, but it is something that's there. And then the last thing that I'd say is we talked about it already is most of your updates are automatic, but if you don't do it, Go out and make sure you turn your auto updates on. I think Todd covered pretty much everything I would have recommended uh, uh, in relation to this uh, podcast is uh, keep everything up to date um, and, and make sure you're um, doing it from known trusted sources. Great. Thank you, guys. Um, thank you, Todd. I'll call out your names, Andrew and Kelsey. 
I think this is a really great um, conversation. I personally love doing these because I learn a lot um, as well. And that's the goal too for our audience is to educate you guys as well. But if you have any feedback that you would like to provide to us or any topics of discussion that you would um, like to hear us speak about, let us know by visiting cit-net.com backslash podcast, or you can simply email us at info at cit-net.com. And we look forward to chatting with you guys more next week.